what is the point of living longer if you have to live less? Those were words that like really, really resonated with me. And that was one of the things that really got me interested in finding out, is there a way that we can recreate the benefits of fasting? That's ultimately what led to Mimeo. Are you ready to boost your longevity and unlock peak performance? Welcome to the Longevity and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Claudia van Berzelaga, longevity and peak performance coach. Each week, we'll explore groundbreaking science, unravel longevity secrets, share strategies to grow younger, and stay up to date with world-class health and peak performance pioneers. Everything you need to live longer, live better, and reach your fullest potential. Ready to defy aging, optimize health, and promote peak performance? Visit llinsider.com for more. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Thank you so much for your support as it helps keep our content free for everyone. This episode is brought to you by Inside Tracker. Do you want to join me and have more healthy years? Not just a longer life, but the ability to do things you love in your 60s, 70s, 80s and beyond? Inside Tracker can help you optimize your health span so you live healthier longer. Something, as you know, I'm a huge advocate for. They do this by providing personalized plans based on your body's data. Inside Tracker tests your blood, DNA, and can sync with your fitness tracker. Then provide clear, science backed recommendations like nutrition, exercise supplement, and lifestyle recommendations. Inside Tracker recently added hormone testing to their plan, which already includes important markers like APOB, the heart heart health indicator, vitamin D, magnesium, cortisol, and many more. They cover 47 biomarkers in total. You can also test your DNA and even get your inner age, which is a biological age calculation, along with recommendations on how to lower your inner age. Inside Tracker is offering you, dear audience, a special deal. Get 20% off by going to my link, insidetracker.com slash Claudia20 to get the deal. That's insidetracker.com slash Claudia20. And now back to the show. My guest today is Dr. Chris Rhodes. Chris has a PhD in nutrition and has always been fascinated by the way we eat affects our health and longevity. In his scientific quest to find the perfect diet to maximize human lifespan, his team found something they didn't expect. So I'm very excited to have Chris on today to share this groundbreaking research with you, dear audience. Chris, welcome to the Longevity and Lifestyle Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on. Oh, such a pleasure to be here, Claudia. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk through everything with me. I'm excited. Yeah, and I'm excited to share what you have uncovered as well. But I'd like to start with how you became the black sheep of the nutrition department while doing your PhD. Can you share that story, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a little bit of background about me. I got my... um my bachelor's in biochemistry from Loyola Marymount University down in LA. But when I got out of college, you know, like a lot of kids, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, what really interested me. I knew it wanted to be something in research, but wasn't sure what. Um, so I took a two-year immunology fellowship at Stanford, where I just kind of started pouring through all the research that I could get my hands on, um, like all the seminars that I could go to, trying to find out what interested me. And eventually came across healthy aging and longevity research. And that was really, really fascinating to me because it used to be basically this area of myth, right? Like very like Ponce de Leon, fountain of youth, um, but was now suddenly this really active area of legit scientific research. 
Um, and of course, you know, longevity is super important because it's one of those things where if you can solve longevity, you can essentially also solve most major diseases, right? Because by and large, it's the aging process, that degenerative um, processes that happen there, that are the underlying factors that kind of lead to things going wrong in the system that lead to those diseases of aging. Um, so that was super fascinating for me. And of course, when you're in that space, Eventually, you come across fasting because it's one of the only ways that we know of to reliably extend uh, lifespan and then health span as well. Like in that same vein of all these other longevity um, questions, fasting has been shown to help treat, prevent or delay most major diseases in something like over 100,000 different studies. And what was really, really fascinating to me about all of that was that fasting does that without actually adding anything into the system, Right. So it's not like this superfood or this wonder drug, um, but somehow fasting is like activating this dormant longevity bio program that we all kind of have inside of us already, um, but just isn't normally activated. And when that like clicked for me, I was actually mad about it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you're like it's free and everyone has access to it, and <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. In the world? <laughs> I mean, and even and even more than that, um, mm -hmm. it's. Like, you know, my body has this dormant longevity program inside of it already, but it's just like not doing it. So I could be living to 120 years old and in perfect health, but my body's kind of just like too lazy to, <laughs> to access those programs. So I'm like, okay, I, I have to figure out what is going on here. What is happening inside the human body during a fast? And is there some way that we can kind of, you know, recreate that system to turn on these regenerative bio programs, get the longevity benefits of fasting, but, you know, without the arduous everyday task of actually doing like 36 hour alternate day fasting. So that's what kind of catapulted me into the nutrition department at uh, UC Davis, where I got my PhD. Um, and there I was definitely like, we talked about the black, <laughs> the black sheep of the nutrition department because what happened else <laughs> Everybody else there was very much like, oh, okay, like how many strawberries should we eat in order to, you know, like have the best diet and live the longest? Or, you know, like, you know, what's exactly the right amount of blueberries? And I'm just like, what if we don't eat at all? Maybe that's the, maybe that's the secret. Have we tried that yet? Uh, yeah. So everyone was kind of like, what's this kid doing? <laughs> he's in the wrong department. Like, get him in the way. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like he, he's yeah. misunderstanding <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that's what I basically spent um, my PhD at UC Davis doing was um, studying what happens in the body during a fast and finding a way to recreate it. So question, did they kick you out of the nutrition department or what happened? To they eventually kicked me out, but they kicked me out with a graduate degree and like two years of postdoc. So like it took it took a while, but eventually they, they kicked me out the door. Sent him on his way as well. So let's, let's go down that rabbit hole, which is really exciting. So I love your premise of understanding like what is happening in the body when a fast is happening. Cause we know it's so beneficial for our body, but obviously not everyone has that willpower to do the alternative day, 36 hour fasting. And not everyone is in a, a physical position to be in, and particularly women with hormonal cycles, et cetera. Right. But there's a whole spectrum of different causes why not everyone should be doing that. Right. Um, so you decided to go down that rabbit hole. And so what was that process like? What were you uncovering along the way? Yeah, absolutely. So it really started kind of my, you know, first and second year, um, really getting into doing this larger scale clinical study of fasting. So what we actually did for that um, was we had 
20 people come in, 10 men, 10 women, because we wanted to avoid a gender bias. And yeah. like oftentimes- Good job getting women. Yeah, yes. by the way, yeah. which most well, kind of research- fact, yeah. Like the, the nutrition department is actually, you know, it's predominantly female, right? Mm-hmm. So like there was no way that we were ever going to be able to do a study that was like, <laughs> no, I think white men only, please. And like older white men. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah to that. Finally, yeah. finally, finally. Yeah, I agree. Like I had a very, very good uh, scientific upbringing on that front. So 10 men, 10 women. We, we had them come in in an overnight fasted state, which was their baseline state. Um, then we had them eat normally throughout the day um, while we were tracking what they were eating, um, just like their normal habitual diet, but everything was cataloged. And then we took a, um, a two-hour like post-perandial, post-eating time point. That was what we called the fed state. And then after that, we did a 36-hour fast um, to kind of like mimic the benefits that you see during alternate day fasting, which is where you kind of maximize those longevity-style benefits of fasting. Um, and we did continuous glucose monitoring throughout. So we had them like doing finger pricks every two hours. Um, so everybody was like super happy with me in that study. I was like, come <laughs> like, don't, and be a pin cushion for me. <laughs> um, Then we did their 36-hour time point, and then we had them um, eat again on the third day, but then eat exactly what they had eaten on the first day. Um, So essentially, this was what's called a controlled habitual diet, and it it controls for the impact of food so it doesn't become a compounding factor, um, but without introducing any new foods into somebody's diet that could also throw their system out of whack. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and then we did, uh, yeah, a two hour like postprandial time point after a full day of eating. And we called that the refed state. What we were trying to look at there was essentially, you know, are there benefits to like big long term 36 hour fasting versus a typical overnight fast, the baseline of the fasting state? And then are there carryover effects of fasting um, between the fed state and the refed state that kind of, you know, continue on through like the acute portion of the 36 hour fast? So what we found was that there um, there was a big increase in like plasma functionality between the baseline state and the fasted state. So um, these people's plasma became more anti-inflammatory. It became more antioxidant, like cellular protective. It became more cardioprotective, um, had better cholesterol efflux capacity, which is like the gold standard clinical marker of uh, cardiovascular disease risk. And that was really, really exciting to us because essentially taking already young, healthy people with a single nutrition intervention um, and then being able to like make them even healthier, optimize their functionality. And that's a big thing in the nutrition world. You really do not see that very often. And so that kind of um, made us think, all right, what's the difference between the baseline state and the fasted state that could be causing these beneficial effects to happen? So we did what's called comprehensive metabolomics, essentially looking at all of the different small molecule components of the plasma. And what we found was that there were over 300 significant differences between the baseline state and the fasting state. And when we started, you know, combing through those, looking for um, the molecules that could be responsible for creating some of these beneficial effects, you know, I want to say that we used like, you know, this really like super fancy AI program, right? <laughs> I was like, oh yes, you know, we, yeah. we really, we really like, 
were high tech about it. It was like, no, it was just me, poor graduate student in like PubMed. Um, but what we found was that there were, you know, about a dozen of, of these molecules that had already been shown to have some kind of literature results of being bioactive. Um, so that's, you know, being able to have an impact on actual biological functionality, whether that was enhancing the anti-inflammatory ability or inducing autophagy or extending lifespan or what have you. Um, and then from that list of 12, we basically um, did ex vivo modeling um, assays to kind of, you know, reassess all of them for their functional capabilities. And what we found was that there was this synergistic combination of four of these molecules that when we combine them together, they could replicate all of those same beneficial effects of fasting that we were seeing in human cells. Um, so that was really exciting. And of course, because this was also a um, a study about human longevity and like the longevity potential of fasting and how that might be happening. We also did a C. elegans lifespan analysis with those four individual molecules as well as their combination. And what we found was, you know, each of them individually could extend lifespan, but together they um, synergistically extended lifespan. Um, so we could extend the lifespan of the C. elegans by 96% without any kind of fasting, without any kind of um, caloric restriction, just through supplementation with the molecules themselves. And that was kind of, you know, the big discovery there. So this is kind of getting at our, you know, underlying biomimetic approach. Um, and that's ultimately what catapulted us into founding Mimeo, is taking the molecules that the human body already produces during a fast and just giving them back to people as a supplement to recreate fasting on a molecular level and basically, you know, trick your cells into activating that dormant longevity bio program, get the benefits of fasting without actually having to fast. Mm -hmm. So first of all, congratulations and super, super exciting and well done for pouring over the 300 different <laughs> parameters to find the four. <laughs> Sounds a well, little that, bit that's what, that is what graduate students do. That's that's their role in universities for sure. <laughs> well, my career started in investment banking, so I had to stare at like an Excel model of lots of numbers <laughs> for many, many hours each day. So yeah, I feel for you. Start off as an analyst and then you kind of work your way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but for, for people listening, I'd really love to sort of break that down a bit because some people are like, oh, you know, is it like a magic supplement or not? But what is really happening when you take it? And like, what percentage is being absorbed or, or triggered in the body? Like use, can you talk a little bit about that process and how that works? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so to get at that, it's probably good if I describe the second clinical study that we did. So like what I described before was essentially where the formulation came from, right? Like utilizing that biomimetic approach to really identify these interesting synergies of these clinically derived like health and longevity molecules and kind of tapping into that, you know, evolutionary knowledge and power to identify those things and, you know, see how they all work together. And it worked in human cells, it worked in C. elegans, and that's great, proof of concept. But of course, we also wanted to make sure that this formulation would actually work in people, right? <laughs> uh, so we did a pilot clinical study where we had people come in um, and then eat a standardized breakfast alongside a placebo control. And then we assessed their plasma functionalities like we had in the earlier study. And then we had those same people come back after a washout period, eat that same standardized breakfast, but then with supplementation with Mimeo. 
And what we found was that when they had the standardized meal with the placebo, there's this big loss in plasma functionality. And that's really, really standard of the postprandial state um, because you have kind of all of this foreign material that's coming into the body. You have all of this, you know, metabolic chaos that's throwing the system out of whack. Um, so that's causing, you know, a pro-inflammatory immune response. You know, you have your metabolic markers going everywhere. So we found that their plasma marker or sorry, their plasma functionality um, became more pro-inflammatory, less antioxidant, less cardio protective. But with supplementation with Mimeo, um, we found that not only could we prevent all of that loss of function, but then actually add gains of function on top of that, that mimicked what we saw during an actual 36-hour fast. So instead of being pro-inflammatory, their plasma was anti-inflammatory and antioxidant and cardioprotective. And that was really like, you know, the big thing for us to be able to show like, yes, number one, the ingredients themselves are bioavailable. We checked, um, we did a, you know, PK dosing study to basically look at the appearance and disappearance of the molecules. And what we found was that all of them are very bioavailable. You take them, they appear in circulation after around, you know, 45 minutes to one hour. And they stay elevated all the way through around four to six hours after that, at which point they're fully taken up into your cells and kind of start doing um, doing more of their underlying processes there. Um, but really, from the actual clinical study, we saw that we could you know, replicate a lot of these beneficial plasma effects of fasting, even during a meal. And really importantly, especially in kind of like the typical overfed Western culture um, diet, we could prevent a lot of these negative effects of eating um, that can, you know, over time lead to more of this chronic disease progression. So now comes a really important question, Chris. <laughs> Somebody yeah. might be listening being like, oh, so I can go to McDonald's for like my three meals a day now and I just take yeah. Mimeo supplements and I'll be fine. <laughs> so let's talk about the nutrition aspect as someone who yeah. works in the nutrition or studied in the nutrition department as well. Yeah, so, you're, you're very, you're very, very correct. Like as a, you know, as a PhD in nutrition, I was always very concerned about that perception of the product, right? It is a fasting, you know, mimetic. Um, so people, yeah, like kind of inherently think, oh, great. Like, you know, I can, I can go out, I can have my donuts and Mimeo is going to keep me safe. And I'm like, no, that's, that's not <laughs> quite right. Yeah. Um, so like I, I still definitely like advocate for a healthy diet, a healthy exercise regimen. Um, what we like to say is that, you know, we cannot guarantee that Mimeo will make you healthy, but we can guarantee that it will make you healthier. So you want to like be able to lay that foundation of, you know, like having a healthy starting point and foundation to then be able to optimize functionality rather than say, you know, like, let me start from like the absolute baseline and just kind of try to get back to like normal. So that that's that's really what I would say there is that this is not meant to, you know, be this magic pill that's going to, you know, erase calories or, you know, like totally, you know, vanish food from your body magically. But it's more to help, you know, keep you keep you safe and protected from, you know, some of the negative effects of eating. Um, and then even more like, yeah, you can use it as a fasting mimetic, um, but also its use case as a fasting enhancer is something that's really, really interesting um, for me because you have a lot of people right now who are doing fasting um, and typically they're doing 16, eight or one meal a day. And uh, because of, you know, just kind of the nature of scientific hype, you get 
a lot of, you know, a lot of results from a lot of different research papers that studied a lot of different time courses of fasting kind of all lumped together. So people think, oh, if I'm fasting for 16, eight, right, I'm getting all of these lifespan extension benefits and these, you know, immune re- and cell regeneration benefits or these like autophagy benefits even. Um, but in reality, the time course of fasting is much, much different than that. So 16, eight is not really going to be enough time to actually kick your body into the physiological, like fasting metabolism. That doesn't really happen until at least 24 hours of fasting. And then, you know, continues that upward progression, um, all the way up until, you know, 72 hours of fasting. So for people who are doing like the 16-8 or the OMAD, you know, taking Mimeo alongside their fast can be really, really beneficial because it can help give you the benefits of a longer term fast, a 36-hour fast in a shorter, um, in a shorter window while also making fasting itself easier because these molecules are really interesting. They have like this broad spectrum of effects, but that includes, you know, enhancing mood and cognition, energy levels. Um, but then also really importantly, uh, they have this appetite suppression effect as well. So it can make fasting a lot easier and more enjoyable while still giving you um, the benefits of a longer term fast in a shorter fasting window. Well, these all sound phenomenal things that everyone I think <laughs> wants to be hungry. Yeah, yeah, be hungry all well, the time. It's the secret sauce. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But the question, would it kick you? So say you were doing a longer fast to get into, mm-hmm. for example, ketosis um, for the benefits with that. Would it kick you out of that if you take the supplements oh, no. during that? It wouldn't. Okay. No, no, definitely not. So if anything, it'll actually, you know, jumpstart In your habit. fasting. So essentially, you know, these are the same, these are the same molecules that your body produces during, uh, like that 36 hour fasting mark. Um, so if you're doing 16, eight, these things would not be elevated yet. So by taking these molecules, you know, earlier on in that process, it'll actually kind of, you know, boost your body, um, into that later stage of fasting. Um, so it can, yeah, it can be really helpful for actually, you know, kickstarting a fast and it won't break a fast at all. Okay, amazing. Um, is there a particular protocol that you would say, um, you know, how regularly should people take it? How many of the supplements is this something you have to take for the rest of your life? Or are there phases where you, you know, on and off? Like what, what do you right. recommend? Yeah. Sure. So like what we basically say um, is the, you know, the daily recommended dose is two capsules per day. Um, and you can take that with or without food, depending on if you want to use it as a fasting mimetic versus a fasting enhancer, right? Um, we do typically, you know, advise people to start off by taking it with food because there are some folks who are um, sensitive to the nicotinamide in the formulation. And if they take it on an empty stomach or, you know, there's anybody who has difficulty taking supplements on an empty stomach, you know, there can be some GI troubles there. But taking it with food pretty much um, gets rid of that, which is great. I would say that, um, you know, as with anything that's designed for healthy aging and for longevity, the longer you're on it, the more efficacious it can be, especially in the long term. You see that all the time in um, animal studies of longevity. The earlier in life the intervention is initiated, the longer um, the longer the lifespan extension potential will be. Um, so that and Mimeo operates kind of in, in the same way, right? Um, but as with any supplement, um, I think that there is a certain degree of cycling that should be done just to kind of help keep your body in that natural um, homeostasis, allow you to return to baseline, and then actually really be able to appreciate 
the um, the effects of the supplement, either, you know, going off of it and you can kind of like, oh, I feel worse, <laughs> um, which is not great, but, you know, it lets you know. Or when you go back on it, you can kind of feel a bit more of those acute um, acute benefits again. And so the typical time course that we've seen for Mimeo in terms of, you know, feeling benefits, getting um, getting some of these great effects is really different for different people. Some folks are like more sensitive to the molecules um, and there are some like immediate tangible effects that you can feel within um, a couple hours of taking it, right? Um, so um, one of the ingredients in there, palmitoyl ethanolamide, it's involved in the endocannabinoid system. And what it does is essentially, you know, go to your neurons and stimulate the secretion of anandamide, which is one of the body's bliss molecules. So it has this really interesting effect on mood elevation, um, but then also pain relief as well. You can kind of almost think about it like your body's natural CBD, which is awesome, like de-stress, like, you know, those those pain relief elements, um, really good clinical backing for that as well. There's probably like, I think, 52 different clinical studies with PEA and pain, so pretty robust there. Um, and then another one in there is oleoil ethanolamide, OEA, always fun to say. Um, and that one is actually involved in the gut-brain axis where it um, is a really powerful metabolic regulator and actually helps to uh, decrease appetite. And really interestingly, the way that it does that is actually by naturally increasing the production of GLP-1 from intestinal cells. So that's something, you know, the, the, those, the effects of those molecules are something that you would be able, could potentially feel, you know, like within hours of, of taking it. Um, just like we saw in the clinical study, there are these immediate effects to the product. But then, you know, we recommend people be on Mimeo for at least, you know, a month to really see whether or not it's going gonna, it's gonna to work for them. Mm-hmm. So the two a day, and you talked about two of the molecules, and obviously there's another two. So can you share about them? And then I'd love to also talk a little bit about the science with the synergistic effect. Like, what do you think is going on there that causes that? Because it's it's so fascinating what the body is able to do that, you know, science and you've been discovering, right? So I'd love it. It is, yeah. That. That's why I love the the biomimetic approach um, to, to research in general is because you find out, like, you know, the body is this completely um, and in, intensely complex, like just system of interlocking and interconnected parts um, that, you know, change one dial over here, another dial changes way over here, that changes another dial way over here. So when you think about things from like a traditional, like pharma style perspective of like, you know, one molecule, one target style approach, that's kind of where the system breaks down because you're really messing up natural biological complexity. Whereas, you know, the more, you know, like the more you can actually approach biological complexity with these natural molecules, the more like of an effect that you can really have across the holistic system while also keeping things, you know, safe and um, without having too many like weird side effects, really being able to put your biology under your own control. But anyway, the question was... <laughs> Um, the other two molecules that are in Mimeo is, uh, spermidine, which is a really popular molecule in the longevity space right now, um, that is really involved in, um, autophagy. It's been shown to extend lifespan in mice already. Um, and then it's also, uh, have a lot of good clinical, um, backing so far about being able to enhance cognition in folks with, um, you know, cognitive decline or dementia. And then the final one that we have in there is nicotinamide. 
And nicotinamide is, of course, a, an NAD precursor. That's one of its, you know, its big, its big functions to kind of in, enhance the NAD plus concentration in, um, in the bloodstream, in cells, so that it kind of sets the stage for the rest of the molecules. Um, because NAD plus is essentially how your cells uh, measure their energy state of the actual cell. So if you have a lot of NAD+, it's essentially a signal to cells that says, oh, we're fasting. So I can like, you know, kick off all, a lot of these fasting um, processes and like kind of bring down the guardrails so that we can start activating these different, uh, these different beneficial bioprograms that wouldn't ordinarily be turned on. So having the nicotinamide in there helps to kind of increase the NAD, bring those guardrails down, help make the other ones a bit more effective. So speaking to that, you know, synergistic piece of the puzzle. And of course, NAD has its own really interesting, um, really interesting and well, well studied effects like increasing, you know, brain health, skin health, heart health, uh, muscle health, exercise performance and recovery, you know, all, all that, all that fun, um, holistic benefit kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You see a lot of uh, biohackers now even got sent here one patches to, <laughs> to try oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. And what are some of the cases that you have seen for people? Like, have you just tested on healthy individuals or have you ha seen some research also on other like use cases or other <laughs> types of patients, if you will, or, or, or clients? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we have tested primarily on uh, healthy people so far, just utilizing the full formulation. But the individual molecules in Mimeo have, you know, collectively something in the range, like over, over a hundred different clinical studies about the individual molecules. And throughout those studies, you see a lot of different use cases for the molecules. And actually to the point where we were kind of, we're kind of struggling even now to figure out, you know, there are so many benefits to these molecules, especially when you put them all together. Like what's the right one to kind of go out, go out and like tell people about, um, but, you know, you see like OEA being really great for helping to reduce appetite and um, like uh, inflammatory markers, control metabolic risk factors, um, you know, control actual like weight as well in folks with obesity and folks with like non-alcoholic fatty liver disorder and folks with pre-diabetes. Um, PEA has been shown in like multiple different, um, multiple different like pain disease states like fibromyalgia or diabetic neuropathy to be incredibly helpful there, like nerve pain issues. Um, but then it's also been shown to have great effects on exercise performance and recovery in healthy folks has been shown um, and is like in, under pretty intense um, like research right now for neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's because it has this really interesting um, effect on reducing neuroinflammation. And then same things, spermidine, you know, cognition, like cognitive decline and dementia. Nicotinamide has been studied in like, like every, <laughs> every case you can possibly imagine at this point. So these molecules are, you know, have very, have a very wide range of benefits, very wide range of use cases. Um, and, you know, a lot of clinical backing behind them outside of even what we've done. Mm -hmm. Which is reassuring. I'm actually going to be seeing my mother who has dementia uh, next week. So I'm going to <laughs> share my Mimeo supplements with her um, and see because it is quite advanced at this stage. And I think whatever it's worth uh, to, to try and to see. And I guess that comes with the question as well. Like, are there any 
profiles of people that it's not for, that it could be dangerous for, or is it so bioidentical that it, it's for everyone? It's a natural body. Yeah, I would say that generally speaking, yeah, all, all of the molecules in Mimeo are, of course, ones that we, you know, that are already inside of the body, right? Your body naturally produces them and they naturally produce them way more during a 36 hour fast. So they are, you know, very safe, very well tolerated. They're not like a, you know, a foreign molecule, like even something as innocuous as aspirin or ibuprofen, right? That has to be, you know, detoxed through the liver, the cytochrome P450 system. Um, these can kind of be taken up by every cell in your body and every cell in your body, like can recognize them, knows how to, know, knows how to metabolize them and knows how to, you know, safely process them without any kind of toxicity. And there's never been, um, like severe adverse effects reported in any of those clinical studies from these molecules. So like very, very safe, um, from a safety perspective, the folks that we tend to say, like, you know, definitely, you know, talk to your doctor, don't do anything too out of line is you know, I don't think that kids should be on Mimeo because I don't think that kids really like need to fast or need to be activating their longevity bio programs. Right. Um, but then also uh, pregnant or nursing women and not because I don't think that the molecules would be safe there, but just because, you know, that whole system of like we said, not messing with biological complexity. You don't want to throw anything out of whack during a critical time in development. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense as well. So tell us about where you're at with Mimeo Health um, right now and, and your sort of journey there and what's the vision for the next sort of one, two, three, five years. So Mimeo Health, what we really want to be is like the biomimetic supplement company. Um, so really, you know, utilizing this biomimetic research approach, our biomimetic technology to like, you know, continue to expand out the fasting mimetic formulation, because like we said before, we have, you know, these, this list of 300 of these different metabolites, and we were looking specifically for ones that already had, you know, some kind of literature evidence of being bioactive already. But that left us with, you know, hundreds of other targets um, that haven't been assessed yet and the kind of like this really rich research pool um, for us to be able to go out and find new, maybe even better functioning molecules um, to enhance the formulation and make it more complete over time. But then really our long-term goal um, just like we ran this process with fasting, you can do this with other regenerative states in the body as well. So, you know, we have a fasting mimetic as the first product, but maybe the second is an exercise mimetic or a sleep mimetic or, you know, a cold exposure mimetic, a meditation mimetic, things like that. So really going out there, studying human biology, figuring out what's happening during these interesting regenerative states, recreating that and, you know, giving it back to folks in a more convenient daily format. <laughs> I mean, let, let's break that down for a minute because you piqued my curiosity there. So like meditation mimetic, how would that be? What would you envisage something like that looking like? I'm not entirely sure at this point. That's kind of the fun of it, right? Yeah. Is that uh, like, you know, you've, there, there are these really interesting studies out there on the benefits of meditation for, you know, for white matter, for even like reducing, uh, reducing inflammatory markers, controlling metabolic markers, um, especially like the, the cognitive aspects of it as well. So I think there's this really robust set of data that meditation does actually do something very beneficial for the system. And, you know, what we would design for the study is essentially to kind of run the same process as what we did for fasting. So, you know, 
take blood samples like during a time course of meditation, see what's changing around and see if there's anything that we can isolate from there that when we give it back can have these kind of same beneficial effects. And I think, you know, specifically for the meditation, we'd be really interested in ones that have to do specifically with cognitive health. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big, <laughs> big fan of that. We've had Dale Bredesen on, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Um, Kristen Willemeyer was the director of brain imaging at the Almond Clinics as well. And the beauty is that neurodegenerative diseases do not need to to be, and Dale Bredesen identified 38 underlying drivers for that as well. But to have more support in the system along the way would be really phenomenal. Right, exactly. And then, I mean, that's what I would say too, is that, you know, like I said, we want to be the biomimetic company, but maybe a better term for it is we want to be the bioenhancement company, right? Like I'm, I'm never going to say, no, don't go out there and fast or don't go out there and meditate. Don't go out there and exercise. Just take this pill instead because that's never going to work. Right. But I think that we can offer, you know, like life happens, right? Like sometimes you can't fast, sometimes you can't exercise, sometimes you can't meditate. Um, and we can help to like bridge that gap for people while also when you do the thing, help make it, you know, more effective and maximize the benefits that you are getting from it. Yeah. So let's say there's a person, Chris, who's, I don't know, say 40 years old, relatively healthy, but, you know, not 100% certain what's good and not so good in their life. And they're saying, okay, now I've hit 40. I want to start, you know, understanding longevity better. I want to start optimizing my lifestyle, my supplementation, et cetera. What would be an ideal lifestyle, including, you know, nutrition, what to focus on, what not to focus on that you would recommend based on what you've seen in your research? So I would say the the big things there are, um, you know, from a nutritional perspective in general, I kind of like to um, do something that's called uh, like nutrition maximalism. Um, and like another, another way that I've described this in my TikTok channel is um, nutrition magic. So essentially what this is, is like, Eat. I like to eat a lot while still like eating as little as possible to kind of like go with that caloric restriction thing. So I focus on a lot of nutrient rich um, and like very high volume foods that ultimately don't end up having a lot of calories. So, you know, you can make a couple of simple substitutions um, to like still make really like delicious food, but that can cut out, you know, almost like half of the actual caloric impact while increasing, you know, your nutrient content, your fiber content. So it's been more beneficial for the microbiome. And that's kind of how I like to eat. Wait, one question to that though. So we have to be specific because people are like, oh, what can I eat and all these things? Are you talking yeah, sure. about eating like mountains of broccoli or like, what is it that you're I, actually... <laughs> I actually kind of am talking about eating mountains of broccoli, yeah. um, but like, you know, in, in a more, you know, in a more palatable way. So one of the, like, one of the, like the big thing that I love doing is I'm, I was always a big fan of pasta, like spaghetti and meatballs were my childhood and my, you know, my teenhood, my early adulthood, my everything, right? Um, I mean, I love doing zucchini noodles now. Um, like I got me a spiralizer and I just like, I go at that every day and I have found ways to, you know, like the big problem with zucchini noodles is that they're always so watery. Um, so like I put them in a, in a, like a cheesecloth wring all the water out and then use them. So they're like perfectly al dente and they don't seep water into your food, um, which is great. You're quite a chef yeah, as well. <laughs> like I said, like nutrition magic. I got a whole TikTok channel. Like go ahead, like, go ahead check we'll it out. We'll link it, we'll link it in the show notes. Exactly. We'll yeah. link it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but something, you know, like, you know, substituting rice with cauliflower rice, or there's been this really, um, there's this really cool new um, 
new type of flour that's come out um, utilizing, you know, some wheat flour, but then also resistant wheat starch and gluten to kind of like recreate, you know, a normal, normal baking and physical properties of flour, but at, you know, half the calories of normal flour. And you can use that in baking. You can use like natural zero calorie sweeteners like allulose that has, you know, 70% of the sweetness of sugar, but like the exact same taste, no like weird cooling effect, no after, no aftertaste to kind of, you know, really make these very easy, can't tell the difference kind of substitutions while still being able to eat your favorite foods. Um, And this is like not... Like there, there's a term in the in the nutrition space for like kind of these like, oh, like, you know, instead of making normal pancakes, I'll make, you know, these weird like flaxseed pumpkin pancakes that are still just as many calories and like, you know, like, but, you know, they're healthy, right? That's called sex with your pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and I focus very much on foods that are not sex with your pants on. I'm like, no, if I can tell the difference, then there's no there's no reason to do this. So like that's that's kind of like my nutrition mission is to find ways to like create food that is essentially identical to what you would get, but just, you know, like really, really reduce calories. You can still eat all you want without overdoing it metabolically. So question for you, because there's different schools of thought around calories and focusing on calories. (laughs) So can you walk through your perception in terms of looking at calories versus like quality of food in terms of like, you know, cold pressed, uh, organic, uh, olive oil, people be like, Oh, olive oil is fat. Like it's not good for you. Right. But oh, yeah, um, sure. so it's looking at calories, but from a different point of view, just for clarity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, calories are always a really interesting question and I definitely, you know, you, you can get in trouble if you, talk, if you talk about them the wrong way. Right. So, um, in the sense of the old adage that like, you know, a calorie is a calorie is a calorie. Like I don't, I don't think that that's true. Um, and you can tell um, just from the actual nutrition science that that's not true either. You know, even just looking at the what's called the thermic effect of food, the amount of energy that your body has to expend to break down different macronutrients, you know, um, like fat has almost no thermic effect of food. So your body expends almost no energy to break fat down, then carbohydrates are the next step up from that. And then protein is the one where, you know, when that comes into your system, almost half of the calories that protein is giving you is, you know, like used to actually metabolize the protein and turn it into something else. So there are, you know, by, by fiddling around with your macronutrients, you can definitely change the way that your body is going to react to different forms of calories coming into the system. And then of course, you know, the actual like nutrient content of your food is going to be really important as well, right? If you're talking about carbohydrates that are coming from like, you know, a strawberry versus carbohydrates that are coming from sugar, like just plain and simple, that's going to be a very different profile, right? The strawberry brings with it, you know, fiber, it brings with it, um, like all the, all the micronutrients, it brings with it all the antioxidants and the bioactive polyphenols and, you know, all these other, um, all these other things that have an impact on human health other than just the calories. Um, so I definitely wholeheartedly prioritize, um, the, the, the healthy nutrient dense, but still low calorie foods because, you know, on the other side of the scientific coin, you do have all the studies that kind of show, you know, across organisms, right? Fasting and caloric restriction are some of the best ways to enhance lifespan and, you know, uh, really enhance health span and prevent disease as well. So it's kind of this balance between um, finding things that 
can be like very nutritional, give you all of the micronutrients, the bioactives that are going to, you know, help keep you healthy and thriving while also cutting back on total calories themselves and like maximizing your metabolic rate. So you can, like I like to do, eat as much as possible while eating as little as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so you're focusing on the healthy stuff. And I guess for everyone listening as well, like this is not medical advice and like do seek out. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm, I'm not qualified. I'm a PhD in nutrition, not an MD. So anything that I say is, you know, for educational purposes only. <laughs> exactly. So everyone should sort of gauge their view as well. But, um, I think also just to make a point around like fasting, intermittent fasting and women and like hormonal cycles. So I went through phases of like keto diet and I noticed sort of three, the first three weeks I started feeling like amazing and, you know, clarity, but then thereafter I was really struggling with it and also energy levels, et cetera. Um, also with fasting, I was pushing for, you know, longer periods, trying to even do like the, you know, 18 hours fasting, et cetera, which again, short term was okay. But then I was starting to wear myself down and. I looked into it more and I've had different conversations. And I think, you know, just for women listening as well, to be aware, because we have a very different hormonal cycle and profile than men do, it, for men, it tends to be a lot easier um, to actually do longer fasts um, because of a 24-hour testosterone cycle, it's much easier as well. So there are certain phases in the month for women, it is easier to do it. But if you're doing prolonged fasting windows, um, just to be wary of that. So do always, I think, number one, listen to your body. And I think with any if intermittent fasting. So say somebody's listening is like, great, I'm going to do longer intermittent fasting periods. I'm going to take Mimeo and I'll be fine. But just word of caution that, you know, intermittent fasting typically comes with assuming you have a very good baseline. You're not deficient in essential minerals and, and nutrients that you have as well. So, you know, just always when people hear fasting and they're in a terrible state already, and then they start fasting, they're putting their body into huge stress and inflammation. So just like <laughs> a word of caution there to, to people listening as well. I would absolutely agree with that. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, going on a vegan diet as well, right? Like a vegan diet can be very healthful for you if done properly. Um, but if you're taking, if you're coming at it from like, all right, cool, I already have no iron in my system. And then I'm going to start a vegan diet without any kind of like supplementation or like thinking through how I'm going to, you know, really get my B12 or my iron or whatever. It's always going to be uh, like a bad situation at the end. And fasting is no different. You know, fasting is essentially like, how can I deplete my, <laughs> my macronutrients? nutrient and my micronutrient stores in my body as quickly as possible, right? So if you're not taking the, um, the active efforts when you come back and you refeed to, um, to make sure that you're getting adequate nutrition out of it, then it's going to be a non-sustainable system. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that that's a really, really fundamental point as well. I almost feel like you guys could offer that as a protocol for people. <laughs> What to, to have yeah, a, actually, so we do as part of, you know, just as part of like, you know, the value that we're trying to bring to people, uh, we do offer a, like what type of fasting is right for you, um, like inner, uh, like quiz that I designed. So it's like from a PhD in nutrition. And then in the same way, we kind of have a is your diet maximized for longevity quiz that we also offer to people to just, you know, help get them engaged with Mimeo, but also provide and provide that value. Perfect. Yeah, we, you have to share the links and we'll, we'll add them to the, the show notes as well. And do you do prolonged fast during the year as well to like expedite also the fasting benefits or do you just take Mimeo? Yeah, well, for me, I do one meal a day style fasting. Um, so I used to do, and this is kind of like also one of the reasons why I started Mimeo in the first place, I used to do alternate day fasting. This was back when I was at Stanford and I got really into it. 
because I was actually taking my own plasma, like testing my metrics, you know, seeing what was happening to my cells. And I saw like, oh my gosh, like, you know, if, if I fast for 36 hours, if I fast for 48 hours, there's this huge like optimization of my cellular function and they're like more resistant to stress and they're, you know, they, they aren't bothered by autoimmune stimuli. Um, and so that kind of like got me hooked on it very, very quickly. Um, those biofeedback loops, they're, they're powerful. Um, but I eventually, you know, it's, it's a really difficult lifestyle to maintain over a long course of time. Um, and there's this very weird element of social isolation that comes with it, right? Because you're not going out there and having lunch with coworkers or even like sometimes eating dinners with family, right? You're just kind of like, all right, I guess I'm, you know, in a like fasting box for the, for the day. Um, and so eventually we were on vacation with my sister and co-founder, the CEO of COO of Mimeo, Caitlin Beatty. And she, um, like I was still doing the alternate day fasting even on vacation because I was way too much of an evangelist for it at the time. Um, and she was like, yeah, sure. Okay, fine. Like you're going to live longer. You're going to like, you know, you're going to live healthier. That's great. But what is the point of living longer if you have to live less? And those were, those were words that like really, really resonated with me. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm taking this a little bit, you know, too far. Right. Um, and that was, again, one of the things that really got me interested in finding out, is there a way that we can recreate the benefits of fasting? Right. And that's ultimately what med led to Mimeo. So now I do like uh, one meal a day. Cause that's kind of what works for, for my lifestyle. I love being able to go through undistracted throughout the day and then still be able to, you know, come home and have dinner with my partner and, you know, like bond, bond over food. Cause I love it. Right. If, <laughs> if, if my whole eating philosophy is centered around eating as much as I possibly can, <laughs> then you I'm know, that I'm, I'm in the food. Uh -huh. I mean, yeah, I've, I've literally dedicated my life and uh, scientific career to it. Um, so like that, that, that's what works for me. And then I take Mimeo alongside of that to really, you know, get, still be getting the benefits of that alternate day fasting regimen that I was doing before, but you know, with that shorter fasting window. Beautiful. Chris, I normally ask with this question with an if, but I'm going to say when you live to 150 years old with excellent health, <laughs> how, how will you spend it? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll probably spend it um, very similar to how I'm spending it now. Honestly, it's like, what's the next thing I can do? Like, what's the next challenge that's ahead of me? Uh, I'll spend a, I'll spend a lot of time eating and traveling and, you know, trying to live the life well lives. I think that's that's really important is that having that um, that spirit, that bon vivant kind, kind of, you know, mentality around life and just being grateful for every day is such an important component to longevity. Um, and that's, that, that's, that's most likely what I'll be doing. I don't think that I'll be doing anything crazy like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be the first 100 year old to like climb the face of half dome, you know, without a, <laughs> without a lifeline. Be solo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, no, no, I'm fine with, you know, like going to all the Michelin star restaurants in the world and, you know, like, you know, and, and eat, eating the best food that I can. <laughs> exactly. Well, watch those calories there. Cause they, they're yeah, like, exactly. yeah. well, like every, every other day, maybe I'll take up the alternate day fasting for those things. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to enjoy life like that as well. What trends and developments in the longevity space in general do you find most exciting? Oh, I think the ones that I find the most exciting is are like how AI is getting involved in kind of the next phase of molecule development. 
um, because I think that that's going to very rapidly transform um, the pace of discovery for like not only you know pharmaceutical interventions, but things like what we're doing with Mimeo with more of the holistic preventative um, uh, stuff as well. And I think that the trend now that we're moving into of actually, you know, people being more aware of longevity as a mainstream concept and being more aware, especially now of preventative wellness rather than, you know, the more dogmatic, like traditional pharmacology style philosophy that was like, yeah, reactive. Mm -hmm. So being like that, the the focus on preventative wellness is I think going to be a a really big game changer for uh, a lot of the, a lot of the health system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, what it also entails, right? So a health system, but also people living a different quality of life with more energy, doing things, going to Michelin star restaurants in their hundred or climbing <laughs> Kilimanjaro when they're hundred, which I, I have with my kids. <laughs> Let's see where we get to with that. Chris, for people and my listeners interested in understanding more about, you know, fasting and the science behind what you're doing, what are some online resources you would recommend they begin with? Oh yeah, that's a great question. Um, one of the one of the like not online per se, but digital. Um, there's a fasting app called Zero, which I love. Um, I they, use it like, too. Yeah, tons of great information there. Um, like really, just really great for getting into the lifestyle, learning more about it and being able to, you know, track through like what's happening in your body during a fast. I will say that, some of their timelines are a little bit exaggerated. Like we were talking about before, a lot of the research kind of gets conflated together sometimes, but just like, you know, a great little entry point. Um, And then I would also say that uh, PubMed is another just like great way to kind of start dipping your toes in the water. Go to PubMed, search for review papers um, about intermittent fasting. That's kind of how I got into it in the first place. And it sounds very nerdy and scientific because I am, but <laughs> it's still the recommendation that I'll give people um, because you can really start to see not only you know, what fasting can do, but how robust the actual research is around it um, and how much like scientific depth there is to some of these things. Um, whereas a lot of people think that fasting is kind of just like a fad that, you know, comes and goes like everything else. But there is really like, like decades and decades and decades of rigorous science that have been done uh, with fasting. Yeah. And I was just, what's something that came to me is another use case. So typically for fasting, it's like with caution after the age of 70 or whatever, but this is actually a perfect substitute for people who are a bit older, who maybe are still in good health or their health is starting to decline more, but not to have to fast, but actually can take the supplements to get the benefits, I guess, right? Yeah, that's absolutely true. And actually, like, you know, that's that's one of our primary um, demographics right now and our customers. And we've heard great feedback um, from older populations. Um, we had a, like an 87-year-old woman who started taking Mimeo and, you know, within the first two weeks, she like like uh, emailed us kind of like raving back about like wow like I like I didn't think it was gonna work right like <laughs> like it, it seemed it seemed I've too good to be true before. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. um but like you have like such a phenomenal product like my my energy levels are way up I feel like my cognition has really improved and then these like daily aches and pains of kind of getting older like really really subsided so she felt like she could you know just go out and do more had the motivation and the energy to like live her life better and that to me is kind of what it's all about right like i think that like the point of mimeo the point of everything that we're doing is um you know to help people really live more right like 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 caitlin would say it's not about living longer it's about living more yeah 
Exactly. Increasing health span. So my father's 85. So I'm going to be testing on this <laughs> with this as well next yeah. week. <laughs> so I will revert. Chris, where can people find out more what you're up to? Where can they follow you on social media, websites, etc.? cetera? And we'll link these in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. So if they want to follow me specifically, I am at that nutrition doctor, um, doctor with a DR. Um, I'm on, and that's on TikTok. I'm not really on any other social media platforms, um, just because TikTok is kind of the one that I got into and the one that like was successful for me. And I was like, okay, that's all I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but to find out more about Mimeo, you can go to mimeohealth.com. Uh, um, you can like learn all about our science there. We have all link outs to like our clinical study um, paper that we were talking about today that was recently published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, um, as well as supporting studies for all of the, um, the individual ingredients inside of Mimeo. And then, of course, you can um, like we we just did a, a partnership with True Medicine, which is this great company that's helping make um, these preventative wellness initiatives like, you know, supplements and um, exercise routines and natural interventions more available to folks um, by allowing them to use their HSA and FSA funds to purchase them. So when you go to check out, um, you can use True Med, um, a partnership there. And if you qualify, you know, save anywhere between 30 to 40% using your HSA, FSA to actually purchase Mimeo. That's amazing. Oh, beautiful. Chris, do you have a final ask or recommendation or any parting thoughts or advice for my audience today? I would say, you know, if you, if you can fast, fast. If you can't fast, take Mimeo. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many benefits to it as well. It's been such a pleasure to have you with us today, Chris. Thank you so much for sharing your amazing research and what you guys are creating with Mimeo. And yeah, your passion is very obvious and, and on its way to changing the face of humanity. So well done. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much, Claudia. I've really appreciated it. And this has been such a fun time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure. Pleasure.